everybody, welcome to this Board Game Life episode number 66, titled The Road to Gen Con. And I am one of your fine hosts for today. My name is Rob, and with me as always, I got my good buddy Mark. Hey everybody, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. And I wasn't you know, asking nobody else, you. Nobody I was else can everybody else. Well, I'm everybody in the room right now. <laughs> well, actually I am everybody in the room. <laughs> in my room <laughs> and maybe you're everybody in your room too but anyway this is the show about board games tabletop games any kind of games that we really want to talk about and today by that title the road to gen con you can kind of see what we're going to talk about here uh in a little bit and i could say you know what is the road to gen con paved with is it paved with gold is it paved with games who knows it, maybe it's different for everybody else but we shall talk about that in a little bit. But uh, before I learn, Mark, what uh, what you're going to be talking, what what your thoughts are on with uh, the upcoming ticket sales opening up for Gen Con, and you know everybody beginning to plan for what's going on in, later in the year, and it, it's like six seven months away. But man, that time does fly by quick. But anyway, before we get onto that, what I really want to know is what you've been playing lately. I got a couple, two, three things in this past two weeks. So um, I, I don't a couple, I, two, two weeks, couple, two, <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, not tree. Couple, two, three games in the past. No. Two oh, two, weeks. three games. Yes, two, yes. three games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and if anyone's listening, going, what the heck is this two tree? That's a Chicago thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not in Chicago anymore, but I used to live there, and Rob's still yeah. there, so. It's, and it's also yeah. it's also a holdover from this Xbox life yeah. for all of the listeners who are aware. So anyways, I did get to play Nemesis, and uh, I cannot remember if I talked about this last time. Um, no, I think we talked about it on okay. the phone. I, I'm not sure. if I don't, I don't think we talked about it. On, yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I don't recall, but... Um, it's freaking phenomenal game. Love it, love it, love it. It's essentially Aliens the board game. Mm-hmm. You are on a ship. Um, there are hibernation pods. There's all these different rooms, and you you can become infected and be carrying a an alien inside you. Uh, you you can be killed by aliens. There. Even the miniatures look very similar to the Alien franchise. Um, in fact, one of them, uh, another player and I both said the same thing. It looks like a cross between Predator and Alien. Um, mostly being Alien. But it it is uh, it is a tense game. It's cooperative until it's not. Um, it, it's... It's I I just I can't express how good this game is. It can be extremely frustrating. It is hard. It's meant to be tough. Um, you don't know if you can rely on your teammates because everyone at the start of the game gets two different objectives: a personal objective and an a company objective. And so far, what I've seen is that the company objectives are basically either make sure some other player dies or you're the only one alive at the end of the game. 
And then the personal ones might have you do certain tasks. Um, and you, everyone has these goals, different goals. And then when the first alien spawns, that's what triggers everyone to pick one of those goals that they're going to go after. And you don't know. So there's so many different variations. Um, and you're kind of trusting people to go do different things on the ship, which could ultimately spell your doom. Um, and so everyone's distrusting each other, but you, but you have to try to trust at some point. <laughs> it's just, oh man, it's, it's, <clears throat> it, it creates some pretty crazy conversations, conversations during the game. And, um, I am so in love with this game. It is so much fun. Um, and I did, the game is out of print. Um, Oh, it is, or is the it original, in between? Or is it in between prints? Um, the original one um, is like you can't find it anywhere. Okay. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't believe it's being made anymore because they did make Nemesis Lockdown, which is kind of the sequel to it. Um, and then they just did a Kickstarter that I missed for the third one in the series that's coming out. I think it's Nemesis retaliation or retribution something like something to that effect that's that's coming out i think next year um maybe the end of this year it must be next year if they just finished their kickstarter but um so i did find a copy supposedly new available through amazon oh boy shipping from amazon <laughs> but for some reason it's going to take a couple weeks for them to ship it so I'm I'm a little concerned because <laughs> it's the counterfeiter. The counterfeiters are printing a, a new batch. Maybe I I yeah. I'm I am a little like I guess we'll see. I'm hoping it's legit. <laughs> I've heard about counterfeits. Yeah. Um. But the thing that made me feel like it was okay is that it's like it's shipping from Amazon. You know, I know that there's retailer people can sell and ship themselves through Amazon. But this yeah. is like coming directly from Amazon, so it should be a legit copy. I hope. Well, yeah. So, so we'll see if it so, ever arrives. So the one thing that I've heard about Amazon is that the way that they warehouse is they. I don't know if this is one hundred percent accurate, so don't hold me to this. But they lump all the products together. So, for example, if you ship, um, ticket to ride, to them it'll go in a holding area with all of the other copies of Ticket to Ride, like potentially in that warehouse, for example. And so then when games are sold, they are sold out of that bin or that spot. In the system, you have certain amount of copies. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. let's say your company or your retail store might have a certain amount of copies allotted to them, but they're housed in the same area so that potentially if somebody buys let's say from amazon um you know you could be getting a legit copy or you could be getting a copy that is counterfeit that you know came from some you know shady store or some counterfeiter um and there was actually some kind of push uh i don't know whatever happened to this but this i thought i heard this like within the last couple years of making some kind of verification system 
so that only legitimate games would have some kind of like uh, sticker or something yeah. that proved authenticity. You know, one of those like hologram stickers or something like that that are incredibly difficult to duplicate. But uh, yeah, they were going to do something to try to curb that a little bit. But yeah, the the way to, from what I've heard, is like to definitely tell that something is counterfeit is like, let's say if you have Ticket to Ride Legacy, right? Fairly expensive yeah. game. And if you see it for $35 on Amazon, yeah, <laughs> yeah that yeah. is probably something, something is fishy. Something doesn't smell right. Probably, probably the game itself because it's all moldy <laughs> and made with thin cardboard and uh cheap inks and stuff but but anyway um anyways yeah hopefully hopefully i'm getting a legit copy so oh yeah um and that'll be and here what, sometime this month <laughs> and, and one thing i wanted to mention too is um i've heard comparisons of nemesis to battlestar galactica uh which is an old fantasy flight game uh which is out of print 100% out of print, unfortunately, but available out in uh, out in the world. And it seems like the decision on which game is better seems to be polarizing. Like some people love BSG. And that's Battlestar Galactica, the reboot, right? So it's the new version, not the old 70s, 80s version. Um, but it's, it's, it's done off of the reboot. And it's one of those where... You know, there are hidden people, right? The Cylons yeah. pretending to be humans and stuff. And I would be curious if you ever get an opportunity to play BSG, I would love to hear your, you know, to see what you think of the two. But uh, I don't know, that might be a tall ask. But if you ever see it out there, you know, or like yeah. if any of the folks you game with, see, see if... Uh, See if you can get a copy. I, I'd I'd love to hear about that. I can certainly ask um, on my. Uh, I'll ask on my Discord channel if there's uh, anyone that's got it. I'm willing to try it. Oh yeah, because I think I think we talked about it. You used to love the series, right? Or no? The original TV think. show. Oh, you like the seventy eighties one? Did not like the reboot. Oh, I see. They they made too many changes. I'm sorry. The original Cylons were awesome. <laughs> I can still in my mind hear the zoom by zoom, your command. Zoom. You can, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, I need to I need to see if I can find that series somewhere on the see if that's out there streaming somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I, watch that. It's probably like ooh, this was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say. Um, although I I did love it so much, like it's especially even when they got to Earth. And if you remember. Um, eventually that you know they came to earth and then they would land the starfighters no the vipers they would land the vipers and then cloak them you know they would like land in a park and then I, they'd like, walk around too long and, like, ago i don't yeah. remember so yeah it was it was, it was good stuff it was good stuff but anyway <laughs> what else have you been playing i played deep rock galactic i'm working through that um campaign I'm a little over halfway done. Uh, played some Point Salad, some Seven Wonders Architects, some more Take Five, also known as Six Nymph. Um, I played 
epic spell wars of the battle wizards melee at murder shroom marsh <laughs> that is a long freaking name oh my god yeah all their all their games are like that there's oh yeah a, there's several of these and this was like the third one that i haven't played yet so i finally got it played um how, how would you i'm sorry go on and, and i'll ask my question so finish what you're gonna say uh, i was gonna go on to the next game oh okay. what's the I was, question i was gonna ask you like how does this compare to like uh skulls fire for example like to the other games how, so how different is it so skulls fire is i think the original one yeah then there's i gotta turn around and look at the other one um I can't read that from here. I'm too blind. So, and I think Murder Shroom Mar- Marsh was the third one. And I like this one because they made some changes to speed the game up. So you okay. can, when you defeat a wizard, you actually get a point. Um, and so, because some of the games, if you've got like five people or more, I mean, it it's tough to get to be the last wizard standing three times. So the games can take a long time and you've got people that when they go out, they're just sitting there. Um, so I, I, this one, when you, when you take a wizard out, you gain a point and it's like first person to three points wins, you know, and that's what we did the other day. And it was just like, it's still the same game. It does add creatures, which you can have to take some damage. You know, they can absorb the damage. If you have a creature out in front of you, um, there's some different kind of unique, things that they do with the spells. I think murder shroom marsh is my favorite of the three. Um, I did not like the second one. Um, and I think it was just more because now I think that was mainly because the second time I played with, we played the second game and we had too many people and it just took forever. And I think that was really my distaste for it. it was like, man, this is just taking forever. So, yeah, but they're all pretty much the same game. But I liked the murder shroom because of the ability to, you know, they got the little point tokens and that's a new rule in the game that you can, to help speed it up. So, okay. but um, I also played long shot, the dice game, played some code names, got some gloomhaven back in after a few weeks and uh, we got our butts kicked again. Um, we're struggling. We're at that point. It's like, you know, you struggle the first game and then you get rolling, you get the idea how to play, you get some powerful with, and we were just rolling and just destroying everything. And I mean, we had a couple games where it was like, Ooh, it's going to be close, but we, we, we were, we were cleaning house. And then like two weeks ago when we last played, we got defeated. It was like our first defeat from the time from our very first attempt at the game. So we went back this last Saturday and got defeat, did a different mission and got defeated again. It's like, oh, it's just like the we've leveled ourselves up to make the enemies harder. And it's just like, oof, it's it's kicking our behind right now. So but we're still uh, we're still working our way through. Um, We've got one of the other players is really close to retiring. So we're thinking once he retires his character, it'll actually lower the level of the the monsters. because it'll lower his level, um, but he'll get a new character that he's thinking he's already planning on which one to, to, to take. So we think we'll, we'll get back on the killing streak here soon, but uh, it's been proven challenging. It's a, uh, 
it's a great game. It's long. <laughs> it's it's uh it's it's fun. <clears throat> also played some space base um and some dwarf romantic. So quite a quite a few things in. Um, and then if everything goes right, I will be able to play a new game this week. Um, my Dungeon Saga, Dungeon Saga Origins, which I kickstarted, not fully realizing what it was. I've got a group, uh, looks like I'm getting a group together this Saturday that we're going to go through. And I'm going to play the, because um, it's like a 1v5. And I didn't realize that. I, I thought, I really, this is, you can tell how new I was to the whole gaming when I kickstarted this thing it was back when this whole kickstarter and board game journey started i thought it was like a DD game that didn't require a dungeon master and it sort of is but there's still going to be one player who controls the dungeon so it's like a zombicide game you've got these tiles out in front of you you've got doors and rooms and you got four characters that have abilities and they can buy weapons and upgrades and things like that, but you're rolling dice to do combat, but it's not like the 20 die you're rolling like six sided dice. And there's, so I think it's more of like a um, risk where, you know, you're, you're rolling and have to, you know, depending on who you're fighting, you know, your dice, you roll better than their dice type of thing. But um, there is one guy that actually, man, one person that runs the dungeon and the monsters. So they've got everything mapped out. They know where everything is. And then the, the other four people just kind of go through it with the board game, essentially. And everyone takes a turn, you know, so you all have your turns. But um, and I was like, bummer, I didn't realize that. So I'm actually going to but I want to play it. Spend a lot of money on it. It does look interesting. So I'm going to. Control the dungeon and the monsters this weekend and uh, get some friends together and uh, they're going to run through the dungeon. So we'll see how that goes. So hopefully next next uh, episode, I can talk a bit more about that game. So because it looks like it will be really fun. So but that's what I played this week with a glimpse of what's to come next show. <laughs> Very nice. Looking forward to, to seeing what's going to happen. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's that time of the year again, meaning the beginning part of the year, which is uh, the precursor to con season. Gen Con hey, is just one of them. I, I got to interrupt real quick <clears throat> because our next episode will take place. Oh, yeah. The day after I return from TBGL Con 24. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the Chicago edition. Yes. So I'll be there in eight days, nine days, a week yeah. from Thursday. Yeah, we can have. So I'm heading out to see Rob in Chicago, spend a few days out there. We're going to get our game on. I'm going to make sure his list is not blank like it is this week. I'm going to correct that. So I'm flying all the way to Chicago yeah. to make sure Rob plays some games just for you guys. And, and I think and uh, gals. <laughs> largely our lists will be identical. Something it, I have a sneaking suspicion. They're going to be very similar. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Although, you know, we do cover two weeks. So if you get any gaming done, uh, you know, prior, or, yeah, just prior to it, you know, so yours might be a little bit longer, but. Yeah, I'm supposed to learn two new games tomorrow, new to me. 
Um, our group has already been like, someone put out the, Hey, what are we going to play? I want to do these. And, um, so it looks like we're going to try Citadels and Res Arcana tomorrow. Okay. Uh, neither of which I've played. So I'm not familiar with Citadels, but Res Arcana is one I've heard a lot about that I've been wanting to try. So Mm -hmm. cool. So I'll be learning both of those tomorrow. Okay. So yeah, we can, you can put those on your list already. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and I can say one thing about uh, TBGL Con, and that's we can't go to Portillo's every day. Not every meal. Sorry. I'm going to put my foot down. <laughs> Not every meal. Yeah. I mean, lunch one day, <laughs> dinner the next day lunch the following day i'm not yeah. <laughs> one a day is fine i'm completely fine with once a day rob so yeah it's like i'm not a maniac like hey rob i need a snack oh you're going to portillo's again you just went <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> i can DoorDash it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you don't want to go i'll just order it. <laughs> actually you can probably walk over to portillo's quicker <laughs> and get it then than door dashing. Dude, if it's that close enough that I'm going to be smelling it all the time, we're going to be in trouble. No, no, it's not that no. close. But it, if you walk at a good pace, it's maybe 10 minutes. So <laughs> a 10 minute walk <laughs> and a much shorter drive. Yeah. Yeah. Driving. It's probably, if you don't catch any lights, it's two minutes, maybe. Yes. Well, it's about you're like perfect. It, it's about a, probably about twenty six seven hours for me to drive to one now. So yeah, I think the closest one is either going to be Arizona. I think there's some in California. There are, yeah, which might be. Closer, I think it's southern. It's southern California. It's going to be way southern. Which yeah, I mean Phoenix, Arizona. There's two there. Um, actually, I think there's there. I think they're putting a third one in. Um, I believe I heard so. Oh wow! Yeah, we need one up here in Seattle. Doggone it! Yeah. So all you Portillos people, if you're listening, put a Portillos in Seattle. Actually, better put it in Tacoma. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That's closer to me. Closer. (laughs) I don't go to Seattle. And safer. (laughs) It's safer in Tacoma. (laughs) Yeah. So the uh, the thing I was going to mention, and not to sideline sideline this way too much, but is uh, I was read I read this thing that said that. They have a 20-year expansion plan that's going to put out like, um, it's going to put out like, no, 900 new stores. Whoa. Uh, nationwide. So they're going to be expanding uh, quite a bit. So. All right. But anyway. <laughs> so anyway, enough of the Gen Con food talk. <laughs> well, well, that'll be like during Gen Con where you're like, we're going to Bona Beef, we're going to Bona Beef, we're going to Bona Beef, nope. Giordano's, nope. and Rico Benny's. Portillo's, <laughs> Rico Benny's, and Giordano's. <laughs> yeah, now Rico Benny's is not close <laughs> by any means. So <laughs> that's that's more of a time commitment. Okay. But anyway, so it's we're, so anyway, we're at the beginning of Gen Con. <laughs> And con see well con season as a whole, and I only say that because this is the time where uh, ticket sales are going to be going live here uh, shortly, 
and then uh, you know people start getting kind of in the mood you know for the cons because those are primarily in the summer and I think uh, Essenspiel is the one that is the last one um, that's like in October I believe like mid October but uh, so Gen Con uh, is kind of on our minds a little bit where tickets are going to be on sale and you know we have to start planning to some degree on uh, what we're going to do for the year what we're going to do for the event some of these things of course are a little bit early but um, you know there are some events where tickets sell out immediately thankfully gen con is uh, not one of those like uh, um, i go to this uh, one event in uh, in vegas uh, it's a big uh, music festival, and we had shuttles go on sale. Um, when was it? Monday? Monday or Tuesday? Oh, wait, no. Oh, it is Tuesday. It's, it was last week. I want to say Monday or Tuesday last week. And they sold out in 10 minutes. Wow. And it was like not a couple. <laughs> it was a lot of tickets. And... Uh, you know, thankfully, Gen Con doesn't have that high of a demand. And as far as I know, they've only sold out like a couple of times. Like there was a 50th anniversary, which I want to say was like 28 or 2019, 2018, 2019. Uh, that one sold out. And then didn't they have stuff last year that said... Uh, like the four-day passes sold out. I thought I saw signs for that. I I think at one point they finally did, but it wasn't. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> it's not like something you they, they sold out in ten minutes or anything. Yeah. No. No. It's know? they sold out later on. Um. You know, just prior to the show. So there is something about you know something to getting stuff quicker, but. So I, I was just curious, like, what are your plans? Are you going to get uh, your ticket on the first day that they're available? Uh, yeah. or are you going to wait? Well, I've already I've already booked my airline ticket. So <laughs> yeah. if I can't get a ticket to Gen Con, I'm in trouble. I did it wow. backwards, but um, um, I don't anticipate a problem getting into Gen Con. But yeah, um, no, I'm I will be ordering them. They go on sale this Sunday. Um, I won't be there at the start of it um because they go on sale i think at 9 a.m our time or my time and um uh, church starts at that time so yeah. won't be able to off to wait till later on in the day to get them but i will be putting my order in um that day to get my ticket my four-day pass and um yeah and then uh, i'll wait for the events thing to come out and this time i now that i've been through a year i've got a more some more knowledge thanks to mm-hmm. you hand holding me through the whole freaking thing because i did yeah if 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 yeah you did <laughs> well, i didn't even i didn't even realize <laughs> there were so many things like it's it's just so overwhelming so if anyone is going for the first time i do recommend going with a friend that you if you can um to like help and explain a lot of things and Cause it's, it's really hard to find your way. And there's so many things that just don't make sense. And, you know, if you haven't been to something like that before, so. But. Yeah, it's, I, I think the, I think the, the 
tough thing about Gen Con is literally just the sheer the sheer size of it. You know, it's so it's big, huge. so much huge. stuff is going on, and it's not like it's out in a field and you can see everything. <laughs> it's like even in in the even in the convention center, you know, there's the huge hall, and then there's the gaming halls, or the, there's a retail hall, and then there's the uh, like the gaming halls, and then there's all these yeah. other small rooms, and then there's like a whole upstairs, which I don't think we really went to. I I didn't even I didn't go into I think I went into one small room and and we walked in for just a minute and looked at it and walked out. I didn't go into any of the other rooms cuz I think a lot of them required you to have a ticket like an event thing. Yeah. Um and I I wasn't sure how all that worked and there's so many events it's so hard to find what, you know, you, it's like, you got to know what it is you want before you try to look at their catalog of events. Cause it, that's really hard to look at because there's so much stuff. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah. even after all these years of going there, it's like, I'm overwhelmed by that catalog. Like, yeah. Have you, did you, when you were out there, did you get the print one? Did you pick up the print one? I, I did. And I don't think stuff? I ever looked at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much right on. I don't know why they print them. But, I think uh, I opened it at first. We opened it to the map. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the only thing we actually used. And it was only like for that first morning trying to figure out like, okay, we're here. And and then it, then it was just, we just followed you. Mm-hmm. So. So I was the boss. You were the boss. Maybe uh, I should rent myself out my, uh, Gen Con guide services. There you go. <laughs> and in there enough. Yeah, I'll guide everybody to only the places that I like. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine as long as they're good stuff. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's like looking at the events. It's just there's just so much stuff. Um, unless unless you have some kind of desire, like. Like uh, you want to be in a tournament or you play magic, Pokemon, whatever, you know, some kind of card game and you want to be competitive. I mean, then it's easy, but, you know, unless there's like groups of friends doing things, I'd, I'd say people are hard pressed to figure out what, what to make of the event guide. Yeah. You know, cause there's so many game demos and, I guess one way to approach it is that when you go to the, uh, I think it's the exhibit hall is the proper name for it, right? Where the retail stuff is. Yeah. In there, you can demo games, but they're not full games. At least the majority of games, like 95% are not full games. Right. They're just a couple of turns to give you a taste of the game, you know, hopefully to build some kind of, you know, want, like, I want this game when it releases, or I want this game right now. You know, it's, it's one of those two usually. Right. And if you really are interested in something, I guess a good way to look at it is see if you can find events for that game, you know, like the paid events and they're like two bucks. I mean, it's, it's really nothing um, in the scheme of things. And you know, just get a ticket and you can play an entire game. 
right? Yeah, so like, right. you know, whatever the new game, like Nemesis, for example, if you want to play a full game of Nemesis and be taught by somebody who is hopefully Ooh. versed in the game, just pay the two bucks. Because yeah. honestly, like how long does the game of Nemesis last? <laughs> I messaged you the other day. I left you a voicemail about that. The box says like, oh yeah, I think it's 60 minutes to two hours or something like that. But that must mean per player because <laughs> we had five people playing and it took us like five and a half hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, granted, we were, all of us were new. Um, the, the, there was only one player. So the first time we played, there was four of us and it took us, it took us four hours. Um, and we were pretty scrambling at the end to like hurry up and finish. And I, we actually didn't officially get to finish before the store closed. Um, but we were close enough, um, to kind of, okay, we, we knew it was just a couple turns away, but the, then we got together on a Saturday morning and it, it was five and a half hours with five people. So you're probably, but again, there, we didn't have someone very versed in it. You had myself and the guy who had the game. It was only our, both of us, it was our second time and everyone else was new. So there was, there was training, there was learning, you know, so I, I think once we know the game, it'll go a lot quicker, but it's still a long game. Yeah. So, so I don't know if they would do something like that. Uh, I don't know, but I would definitely pay to, to sit and play, you know, something like that there that is involved mm-hmm. and, and takes, uh, you, you can ask your questions and, um, learn from that. I know Franco did that with, I think Scythe. Oh yeah. He went and he went and joined a paid to, to learn how to play Scythe, oh, that's which right. is that's a really good way to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Because if you, um, I think it was one of those that was, it was interested in. And then when he was done, he was like, yeah, it was okay. But it was, he realized it wasn't, I think he something he didn't really want to purchase. So he saved himself a lot of money or 50 yep. bucks. Yeah. So so it's a great way. So that that's kind of too. I'll have to look at what what's available to play, and sign up for some stuff. Well, I think you almost need to do it in the other in the other direction, where kind of see what games interest you that are coming out at Gen Con, right? So like right. new releases or or games right. that are coming real soon or that are available at Gen Con, and then those are the ones. That to sign up for should, right yeah those are the ones you look for or games that you're like hey i wish that uh, i could get this game or how about this Let, let's let's do this for gen con if or let's do this anyway at gen con let's see if we can find a bsg and we'll just go play it okay. right that battle star galactica yep. yeah so that's something and uh and that uh, will give us a, a start for something, because uh, yeah, I've I've always passed on those, and maybe it's a, a good way for me to uh, do my first <laughs> event game. <laughs> but, yeah, it, uh, I think it'll be fun. I'd like to do that. I know we played a lot and we bought stuff and sat there and played, but it can yeah. be tough to find a table sometimes. 
Because yeah. I think a couple times we were kicked out because it was like, oh, we've got this table reserved for some event or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Yeah, that's you know. that's a thing you have to keep moving. Yeah. Um, if you find one that is uh, that's used a lot. And I don't remember it being the case in prior years, but the tables were really wide last year. Um, you know, in previous years, they weren't, They I don't remember them being as wide. You know, there's like the big round tables, which yeah, which are which are fine. But yeah, it's like the the tables were almost like double wides, which is good for games because now you have yeah. plenty of table space. But it yeah. makes it really hard to hear people, especially when they have like sultry voices like myself, <laughs> you know, where the voice my voice doesn't carry very far. But that's a whole different story. <laughs> and then well, we uh, also <laughs> go ahead. We also want to do that AEG big game night or whatever it is. Yeah. I want to, I want to try to sign up for that and I'm still going to attempt to get a ticket for it. I tried last year and I didn't get one. So, yeah. but I'm going to follow you this year. I'm going with, uh, you know, after the to, fact, if, if we don't, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Cause you guys have been successful every year getting it anyway. So yeah, I'm with you this year. I want to, I want to see what that's like. So, yeah, and we were first in line last year, so that made it uh, that made it easy. <laughs> and it was funny. <laughs> so we were over there, and like uh, you know, we talked to somebody, and then we made the line for generic tickets, and uh, and then we kept seeing the people coming over because they have a lot of volunteers that help out. Yeah, and uh, you know, they were all telling us it's like, oh, they don't take generic tickets, and it's like, yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I think I've only gotten successfully gotten tickets maybe twice the rest of the times so it was all with generics which kind of sucks it's much better to have the ticket yeah. and not have to stand there and, and wait after everybody gets in but uh, but it's all good and, and I was going to mention there is a Gen Con app uh, I don't think it's an official Gen Con app but there is a uh, an app that kind of scrapes the events, and uh, it's more searchable and sort of like easier to use. So uh, that's available for both uh, um, Android and iPhone. But uh, oh, and uh, I don't think I mentioned. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get a ticket uh, pretty much early on. Just get it out of the way, and you know, I know. Some folks are, uh, you know, they like to save money, but pay the 10 bucks and just get it mailed to you. Oh, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah Don't do will call. <laughs> will call can be okay if, like, for example, like they open will call up on Wednesday. So they open the day before, um, if not earlier. So they open it the day before. If you come the day before, it's not bad. Like I've picked mine up from Will Call like at Wednesday nights. Like we swing into town and just stop over there. You know, there's there might be a little bit of a line, but it's not bad. But yeah, if you're going to be getting your badge Thursday morning, <laughs> expect a couple hours unless you get there yep. like ridiculously early in camp. And I like my beauty sleep. And uh, yeah. And it is a couple time zone. It's one time zone east of me. It's what three for you, so it's even you know even earlier. Yeah, yeah. But it is. Uh, 
but yeah, it's yeah. If if you if you order it, yeah, it's uh, it's worth the ten bucks to just walk in there and and be all set. But uh, <clears throat> so travel is uh, another consideration. So you've got your tickets already booked. That's that's very impressive. <laughs> And and you've got, you've got your lodging got, hooked up. I got too. my lodging taken care of. Casa de Franco. <laughs> Very nice. And um, yeah, the thing that we've always done for better or worse is like the hotels, like right around there, are just ridiculous. I mean, they're like so expensive. You know, hundreds of dollars a night easily. And yeah, you know, there were some rumors or not rumors. It was more than rumors that they were building some more hotels. I don't know where they are with that. I would not imagine that uh, that they're going to be completed by now. Because I want to say that right after Gen Con finished last year, they were going to build an expansion. They started... They either announced it or they broke ground on building an expansion to the convention center. And also they were like building like one or two new hotels in the downtown area. So that'll help. I'm sure alleviate a little bit of the housing shortage, not housing, (laughs) the hotel shortage um, that is there for huge events like Gen Con. But it's it's just so much money. I mean, it's probably better if you have like a whole bunch of people sharing like the same hotel room or something like that. But it's like, uh, you know, we wind up parking, not parking, staying like, you know, 15, 20 minutes away, like around the outer ring of Indianapolis. And we drive in and park. It's like park every day. And yeah. that is that is kind of nice, because at least then if your car is in a reasonably good location you can drop stuff off yeah so that's a huge plus because it sucks to care like if you have a little bit of acquisition disorder (laughs) at the at the con what you're talking about carrying around like especially if they're like big games or like the really heavy ones you know where it's like a 10 pound box (laughs) you know it's that is so rough to carry and it after a while everything hurts like your hand hurts or if it's on your backpack or something like that or over your shoulder there is no comfortable way to carry it yeah and i'm i'm losing my uh companion this year so (laughs) i can't hand this stuff off to my daughter and say carry this (laughs) but you got more money (laughs) more money for games (laughs) no not necessarily (laughs) Oh, she might be doing something else more expensive. Who knows? I got two kids in college. Yeah, yeah. My budget's going to be slashed this year. Mm -hmm. So So what you're telling me is that uh, we'll be eating at the food court and not the steakhouse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, We never ate it. We never ate expensive when I was there. No, we, we kept it reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. And, They're uh, not, the food I think is pretty good there at the convention center. And I, it wasn't terrible. 
it was not crazily priced that I I thought comparative. You know, when you're an event like that, I'd pay a lot more over here, in, like in Chicago or Seattle. You'd pay a yeah. heck of a lot more for the food than we paid there in Indiana. So yeah, and I will be buying another con cup. Okay, that, that was that was like a lifesaver. Definitely got my money back on that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's that's one big thing. It's so easy to get dehydrated. Yeah. Um, out at the con, and you know, as you're walking around, like you're sweating, and you might not even notice it because you're just distracted. Hopefully, you're not smelling. <laughs> you're just sweating. And uh, hey, if I'm stinking, that get, and then other people are avoiding me. That give me some space. <laughs> I'm well, just generating room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're marking your territory. Basically. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like definitely keep hydrated. And when, um, you know, when you're looking for food, like, like in the big game rooms, uh, in the big halls, um, well, like BCD, they have what I would call like stadium food. Is maybe a good way to put it, right? You know, you got, you got your nachos and hot dogs and that kind of stuff, right? Is that, is that the best way to describe it, probably? Sure. Yeah. 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 That's that's what I would say. Yeah. And then you have an area for coffee. Then outside of that, there's the big food truck area, which uh, this past year, they moved it over by Lucas Oil Stadium. Prior to that... It was on that street that was under construction. So right as you walk out to the con on the southern side, I think it is. Yeah. Um, there was that street where the right, the south side of it was under construction and kind of blocked off with fencing. That's where all the food trucks were. and They would have like beer gardens and stuff over there. There's wow. nothing. I don't think there was anything last year that I remember. But uh I wonder if they'll keep the stuff over by the Lucas Oil um, in future years, just because it's a much bigger space. But, um, you know, a lot of people like food trucks. I am really turned off of them because of some previous experiences. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if people go, you know, we're, we're going to go to the food trucks, I'll go, I'll see you later. <laughs> that's that's how bad my experiences were. But, uh but a lot of people swear by food trucks and there's so much variety, right? Like you guys ate over there, right? At the food trucks. Oh yeah. Their pizza was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, you can get like fresh baked pizzas essentially uh, over there and, you know, tacos, burgers, pierogi, you know, noodle dishes, a little bit of everything really. And um and then there's, of course, all the restaurants in the area that are, like, uh, like some are really good. There's the Mall Food Court, which is a – I sort of like that for a, a quick lunch, um, just in and out, not too expensive. <laughs> it's, it's, it, was not, it was not quick. Yeah. Dude, that food court was packed. It depends on when you go. Yeah, there's definitely a prime time when everybody goes there, for sure. So and and the one annoying thing is their Taco Bell is like uh if you order something through the app you get put into like 
a mystery bucket, right? It's sort of like, is my food even ready? Because they don't announce it. Like the Taco Bell by me, you know, they'll call out your number or they'll go, Rob, you know, and they hand it to you. Over there, they don't say anything. They make it and then you don't see it or anything. You have to ask them. So that's that's a pro tip if you go there. But uh, and and they used to have a Chick-fil-A, but it was closed. So that was another decentish option. But yeah, it's it's typical mall food. Don't expect anything like crazy. But uh, and then the one interesting thing was there were huge lines at everything. Um, you know, like the Taco Bell. I think they had what Charlie's. Did they have the Charlie's there? It was like Philly steak. I think they did. Um, I remember something. they had they had an A and W. Yeah, A and W. And the Subway. I think you're right. I think there was a Charlie's. Yeah. So I think I had that one day. So like everything had these huge lines, and then there was this vegan place that had like nobody, <laughs> like not a single person, not one. And this poor lady was behind the counter, like just standing there. <laughs> Like, you know, I'll help somebody, but, uh, yeah, apparently Gen Con people, um, you know, they like their, their fast food and not their, uh, vegan food, at least at the mall. And then, you know, there's a lot of restaurants that are pretty good and the famous Elmo's Steakhouse, which has incredible, incredible, uh, shrimp cocktails. Have have you ever seen, uh, the St. Elmo's? cocktail sauce no in the stores do you like shrimp cocktail yeah yeah or i don't know if you ever get it at home like i buy the no. frozen <laughs> shrimp it's like so easy to make you just thaw shrimp you pour some sauce and you're done right <laughs> but uh they have this uh cocktail sauce that's labeled very spicy it is the spiciest like horseradish spicy it's the spiciest cocktail sauce you'll like ever have. Like it'll bring tears to your eyes it's, <laughs> and it tastes so good and so spicy. But anyway, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's like the food section and, and, you know, some, just some considerations and you could lastly, like if you have a car, you could always just bring a cooler. Yeah. You know, that's true. You know, save a couple bucks and spend them on games instead best advice ever yeah <laughs> the more yes. money for games the better. more games the better yeah and then uh you know we kind of touched on on gaming over there and I, i'm curious like uh in terms of game playing both at the con like in the retail sp- exhibit hall and outside of it I'm just curious, like, what are you thinking of doing this year? Are you thinking about doing anything different? I, I know you had alluded to a couple of things. I I would like to spend more time playing games. Yeah. But the the I think the most fun I had was when we played um Thunder Road Vendetta at Franco's house. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, that that was just so much fun. And it was you didn't have so much noise, uh, uh, you know, and it, it's so distracting at the, at the con. Cause there's so much going on that even when you're trying to play, you're, you, I can't help but looking around. So trying to learn a game is, is tough because it's like, I'm also looking around. Mm-hmm. Um, 
at everything going on. So, but, um, I know that's, that's not an easy thing with, um, people staying in different locations and things like that. So I I just want to get more time sitting there with everybody playing games or, you know, anybody that wants to join. Um, I, I just want, I want to try to get to see more things. Like I didn't see anything outside of the big exhibit hall, um, in the retail space in that building. I didn't even go to the second floor. I didn't even know there was stuff there. I went to the uh, stadium. Um, and that's something I want to do this year is like, now I know I don't need to spend the money to play for just an hour or two that you, you rent it for, you get the, you get a ticket. You're like for six hour block of time or something. And it's, it's like eight in the morning till, I don't know, whatever it was till 11 or I don't know, something like that or till noon or something. And then there's like an afternoon. So you booking like half a day and you can come and go as you want. So I'd like to, maybe do that as well with us yeah. where we can go grab a game off the shelf and play over there. Cause it was quieter at Lucas field um, oh, yeah. at that, uh, the game library where you could just oh, check anything out so. on the shelf and it was a little bit more conducive. Um, so I think that would be something I'd like to do as well is just have us all get, you know, go to the game library at the same time and, you know, find some stuff on the shelf and play it. Oh yeah, and you know that's that's a great place. Like if if you want to try something older, in particular, like that is the best time to do it because their library is pretty extensive. And then if there's games that are out of print that you've always been wanting to try, that's the time. I mean, unless you know somebody that's got it, right? The you know, the downside is you're probably learning as you go, so right? It does take a little bit longer. So, yeah, it does. But if someone if someone knows the game or, you know, they can teach it to everyone else or if we all just want if we're all willing, wanting to learn the same game, that that's cool. You know, mm-hmm. it works. We got we got the day. We're just that's the thing, too, is I, I felt I think at the beginning of it, it's like you feel like everything's a rush, especially that first day. Everybody's running and there's so many people and you're trying to get to this and you're trying to get to this before it sells out. And, you know, it's like this time. I'm, I'm really hoping that I won't have that. I'm hoping I can keep my FOMO in check. Um, I won't have the, um, the budget that I had last time. So that's going to be a big factor. I'm not going to be able to buy like I did last time. So I want to go, I want to spend more time hanging out with you. Cause I know last time, and I had a great time with my daughter. It was our kind of trip before she went off to college. And, and I know I didn't get to spend a lot of time with you, even Franco went off on his own and same with Bron and, and I just, you know, was basically kind of my daughter and I, a majority of the time was just her and I, and I love that. I mean, I do not regret that, but I do want to just kind of spend more time with you this time because I don't get a chance to see you that often, um, and kind of hang with you and, um, just kind of wander and spend some more time seeing other things that are there and playing more games. And we still played quite a few games, but I, I got, I want to not spend so much time in the retail area because <laughs> yeah. I know how I am. I gotta have it. I gotta have it. So I kind of would like to like do the retail day one, just spend the day over there. 
-hmm. and going up and down, taking my time, going up and down every aisle. Because I remember like on day three, I'm in there. I'm like, I could have swore I've been through this whole thing. I had not been down this aisle before. Oh, yeah. Like I'm still seeing things I hadn't seen. So um, and then the rest of the time getting out of that area and seeing what else there is Um, because there's just so much to do. So, yeah, because it spreads to Lucas. It spreads to the surrounding hotels. I mean, it is literally all over downtown, or at least all over yeah. the convention area portion of oh, yeah. downtown. So, and uh, yeah, with with what you had said, with like the um, like the exhibit hall, like what I've really learned to like is that first day. You know, definitely find the titles that you're that you really want to pick up and use that as the time to get them because most of the time you're lucky if you can pick up like a really hot game that's a like a limited print initially right you're lucky if you can pick it up on friday or saturday probably like slim chances on sunday and they have this uh was it a uh it's like a vip program i think it's called vig very important gamer or something like that oh yeah um, where people pay extra money uh, to have this status. And there's a bunch of perks, one of which is you get to get into the retail area, exhibit hall, uh, like an hour before it opens. So yeah. there, there were some <laughs> games that sold out uh, before the exhibit hall opened. Right. And that's because all the VIGs bought them up. And, you know, it happens, you know, it's like, yeah, it's not fair, but, you know, if you want to have that, it's just buy the ticket, right? Yeah. And actually, I I don't think it's that easy. I think there's actually a VIG waiting list, um, which reminds me, I think I put myself on that waiting list a couple years ago and I never got it. (laughs) I don't know if it's like a yearly thing. Is that what's called trade day? No, that's Wednesday. So that's where oh, the, the retailers you can get in the day before. Yeah. It's it's like a special thing Wednesday night. So this is the day before uh right. it officially opens. And it's really for like retailers, you know, like hobby stores, and then um, you know, people that are like media, like technically uh we would kind of fall into that and it's like you can get in, but um I don't remember if I went or I tried to go to that one year and it just wound up being like, yeah, it's cool, but it's, um, yeah, I'm fine not going to it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the, the one thing that I would say, and this is what I've been kind of like enjoying the last couple of years or not last couple of years, probably the last eight years is I'll go there Thursday with the intent purpose of buying games and I know exactly where they are. It's like, I know the game that I want. I know that it's available and I know where it's at in the exhibit hall. And then I plan, okay, I'm going to 1200 to pick up this game. And then I'm going to 1600 to pick up this game. And then like the third most wanted game is at 200. So I'll book it over to the, you know, to the left side and, I'll have my plan. And then once I have my games, then I'll be like, okay, 
let's start walking the hall, start from one side of the building and just walk up and down. And I don't like to look at everything. You know, it's like, you know, the paintings are cool, but I'm not interested in that or the books. It's like, I want the games. And then, you know, like the miniature stuff, I, you know, I'll be like, oh, that's cool painting. But, you know, it's like, I don't care. It's like, I'll just stop and I'll look at the things that interest me. Maybe I'll play a game here and there. But even if you skip everything that you don't care for, it can still take the whole day to walk the exhibit hall just because it's like 30 plus rows. And, you know, when you sit there, so many you people. Get, yeah, and you get caught up and, you know, in the spiel that the people are like, you know, pitching and you're explaining their games, you know, come on, sit down, you know, play for 20 minutes or you're waiting for the table to free up. It still takes a long time. And then once I do that walkthrough, I'm fine. It's like at that point, oh, and then Friday is uh, like, let me see if this game is still available. <laughs> Right. If, right. They got, if they got more copies. But after that, it's like, I'm fine with the exhibit hall. I'm fine with just like sitting down and playing and having fun. And at that point, you're just kind of tired of walking around too. There was, there was one year, uh, which was the 50th anniversary where we did over 40,000 steps in, in one day. And uh, yeah, that was, uh, you know, we had, youngish kids i think they were probably like 11 10 11 12 years old at the time and uh well they were the big motivators because they were collecting buttons they had like a yeah like a button hunt where you went to like 20 different places there was like a hobby store by the mall there was there were in lucas oil and they were like all over and uh yeah you're on your own for that yeah that was the big (laughs) motivator for that and um, well, the funny thing was the kids all collected it and then they had no interest in the buttons. So it was a fun activity with a lot of walking. And it kept me from the retail space, which was maybe good or bad. But uh, but yeah, that's that's the way that I like to play it. And, and then after that, you just go into big hall and play games or find a space like by one of the hotels and they're kind of out of the way. But uh, the big the big BCD halls, you know, they they always they work in a pinch as well. Um, so and so I got just a couple more things to ask you. And I know you kind of touched on this, but uh, so it sounds like your spending habits are going to be a little different this year. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right on. I I know what you mean. It's so easy to get caught up in the FOMO absolutely and then you know it's like 40 or 60 bucks a pop right it all adds up yeah yeah and and, you know one way to look at so some of these games you know they're being released at the con and they're not going to be in retail for like months those i would say it might definitely be worth it to get it but man if if there's a game that's already released you know it's already at your game store back home i don't know if it's worth picking it up at because then you got it home yeah right which is a whole different problem 
Oh, and, and I'm just saying, if you need uh, to store anything at uh, TBGL East Campus, like any of the games that you buy, just, I'm more than happy to reserve some shelf of my shelf space. Shelf? Right. You don't have any shelf space. I'll make <laughs> shelf space. <laughs> if you're buying me, I mean, you're buying yourself something new. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. But no. yeah, it's like that that can be a problem like spending spending can be a definite problem um you know if we're impulsive and fomoing and who knows what else but uh yeah one thing that also happens is the longer you're in the hobby the more you tend to be smarter about purchases yeah you're not always smart about it, but maybe smartish. More smart, selective. More selective, yeah. Where, like, there's new games that, like, even get hyped, but I'm like, yeah. Well, there's there's things I me. bought and brought back from it last year that I've played once. Yeah. Or haven't played at all yet. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I guess I really didn't need it. And that's going to be the thing I hope that will cure or uh it's not going to cure i'm gonna have fomo i know how i am oh yeah but i'm hoping it will temper it a bit and i will be like yeah okay you know i I am gonna pick up a couple things you know you're going to gen con you gotta buy something right yeah i already know something that i hope is gonna release um and that's dorf romantic dot dust duel okay so i'm hoping that it will be available there and if it is i'll pick it up but um, that's really right now the only thing I'm aware of that might be out that I'm really interested in. Um, of course, last year I didn't go with anything. I told you I'm not getting any. I'm just going for the experience. And I came home with, what, two suitcases full? <laughs> so, um, which I'm still yeah. paying off on some of that, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You threw out all your clothes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, bring, um, bring disposable clothing. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So anything that you can't wear back home, you can throw out. It's like so big t-shirts you don't like, old underwear. If it's edible, it serves a dual purpose because then that can be your lunch. There you go. (laughs) So depending on what you're taking off, you might have to wait. Eat that at dinner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's the. It's really easy to blow like a year's gaming budget if you have a budget in just a couple of days, especially we tend to be really good at justifying the purchase. You know, it's like, oh, I got to get this copy because the designer is right there. And, uh, (sighs) you know, like they can sign the game, which I mean, is kind of cool. Like uh, I've got... uh, uh which one is it samurai something uh that i had signed by Ant- antoine bauza one of the one of the designers yeah and then it's like a couple years ago i was trying to get stefan feld to sign a game but it's like i kept going back by the booth and he was never there you know he was supposed to show up for a certain time period and um maybe he never showed or he was only there for a brief period but it is kind of cool when 
you know, you get that signature. Yeah. For whatever reason. I mean, it's just, it just makes it a little more special to you if, if you're a fan of that person. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But, um, you know, there's, there's a lot more to prepping for Gen Con, you know, in addition to this stuff, but I think that's like, that's like the key stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it seems like it's really far away, but man, we're already into like the, what, the fifth or sixth week of 2024. Yeah. And before you know it, it'll be August. It's 177 days away. Yeah. And then it'll be next week. That's yep. how quick it'll go. But, uh, yeah, it's like moving on. Uh, I, I've, thought about this and i've kind of briefly mentioned this a couple of times but uh you know in video games you know they had uh remastered um hd versions of games um ultimate editions just various things where they take old games and you know they put a new skin on them they maybe change a couple of things and now you have a new title to buy. And this does happen in board games. And I don't know how much you've run into it, um, you know, yet uh, in your gaming journey. But uh, this is something that, I don't know, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with. <laughs> <laughs> that's let me just put it that way and like there's a bunch of companies uh in particular i have one in mind i'm not going to name them i mean not that it really matters or anything like that but uh there's a b- bunch of companies that will release a game and then like a year or two later they come out with like an upgraded version of it Okay. So basically same game. They've changed some of the rules, like tweak the rules a little bit. They've changed the components and now you have a new game. And then if it's a game that you like, there's the conundrum of yeah. do you get the new version? And for quite a while, for a couple of years there, I would be like, yeah. So, you know, I get the new version and then like two years later, what do you know? There's a new version. <laughs> so like uh, I'll use Descent from uh, FFG as an example. This wasn't the company I was talking about, but they came out with Descent. And then there's like a Descent 2.0. Uh, and then they made uh, recently, well, not recently, like within the last two years, they came out with a game which was effectively Descent 3.0. And I actually have all I have all three. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. And, yeah. And you know the argument is well it's not the same game but it's pretty darn close enough when you consider all things. And and uh this other company that I was thinking about in particular, they've done this a bunch of times and then they come out with new versions of the game. So it's not the same game, but it's got like a different theme on it, but it's the same base, like the base rule set, like 80, 85% of the base rule set. It's like, 
you know, I know that like you've seen that to some degree, although not as bad in, in the video game space with like the HD versions and the remasters and stuff like that. And yeah. I'm just curious on your thoughts uh, on that. It's like, do you think that that's like a cash grab maybe from companies to release these new versions? It's like, Hey, you know, we're going to take all the errata that we compiled over the last year on BGG, like all these errors in the rule book, we're going to fix things. <laughs> you know, maybe we found something that didn't work in the original game as much as they had hoped. So they did some rules changes. They changed some components. Maybe they fix some printing errors on cards or on the board. Um, and now they have version 2.0 of the game. Like, is is that like patching a broken system? Is it a cash grab? Is it all of the above? I'm just curious on, on your thoughts on something like that. Oof. I That's a good question. I mean... Hmm. It, it see in the video game world, I guess it depends. Well, it's a remaster, so you're paying for it anyways. So, like, I'll um, use Tomb Raider as an example, right? So, Tomb Raider came out what on the 360, I think originally, or maybe it was the Xbox. No, it was on. I think it was the 360. Yeah, I think so. The and then they one. came out with the HD version, which was essentially the same game, but it looked better when it was on Xbox yeah. One. But people buy it. I mean, so I think I from it. the video game, I mean, from the board game world, what I think is good about it is sometimes a game like Thunder Road, okay? Yeah. That that was, you could call that a remaster or something, where another company gets the rights to an old game and kind of gamifies it or updates it or changes yeah. it a bit to, I mean, and I think that's not what you're talking about. Yeah. So. That, that is slightly different because okay. that's re-releasing an out of print game that was out of print okay. 40 years ago. Okay. So let me go with castles of Burgundy. Cause I know that's a game that's got several releases. So yes. that's a good example. I th yes. I think for me, I enjoyed castles of Burgundy but I really did not like the original game that you had because of the colors. Like I really struggled. And we've talked about this before Yeah. Mm -hmm. the new game, the third or fourth or whatever the last one is the special edition, which I did buy third, at yeah. a very high price is gorgeous and it's colorful. And I still don't know why they got yellow and tan, but <laughs> I, I, I think at this point they could have yellow, adjusted something. Yellow, tan, taupe, <laughs> um, light brown. But it's yeah. it's easier to tell the difference between them. Yeah. The, the, I just really love the look of this board. Um, it's, it's gorgeous. Um, it's such a step up from the original, which has been out for a long time. So I don't, I don't consider it a cash grab because people are always new coming into the hobby. So it's nice that a really good game like that is getting the love that even though they sell a ton of them, they know that. And, and maybe that's to your point. They know they're going to sell a bunch more if they resell it. Cause people will buy, look at, look at star Wars. Okay. How many times has George Lucas re-released that? Yeah. You know, 
I mean, you know, all, all of us my age and our age that we've probably bought those on VHS tape many times over because we had the originals and then we had to have the special editions and then we had to have the, you know, the super uh, unedited director's cut version. And then then they had then they released them on Blu-ray and then we had or what DVD and then we had to buy them all then again. And then on Blu-ray, you know, I, I kind of think it's <clears throat> you kind of look at it like the movies where they're always re-releasing stuff. Um, I think in the board game world, it's nice because I was able to come into the hobby now and get kind of like the best version of that game and really enjoy it. Um, and some of these things like, like we've mentioned, like, like nemesis that, so that game is not that old. Um, and you can't, it's like you can't find any. That came out in 2018 for crying out loud. And I can't find it anywhere. You know, not, a, not, a, not, a, you know, I can buy, I can find the, the second release. Um, now, I would love them to keep, you know. That's, that's a common problem with board games just because of print runs and the companies that do it. They're, you know, not every company's size of Hasbro. True. And I think that's where it's good that, that, you know, maybe some of these games can, another company might say, maybe a bigger company will say, you know what, that we can make that successful or that, you know, we see a lot of demand in the community for it. Let's go ahead and get the license and do a rerun of it to get it out to people. And when they're doing it, why not improve it a little bit or fix those things? I mean, I, if they were just, if Castles of Burgundy was like, we're just going to change the colors and re and release it as is and not fix any print rule changes or updates or correct any known mistakes, then, then that I think would be more of the cash grab because there's no care in it. They're just like, let's make it pretty and get sell, sell more. But yeah. <clears throat> adding in expansions, um, which I don't think are necessary, but um, making some of these games that, were i don't know I, I think it's i don't see it's a cash grab i guess but i'm also newer i'm you know i haven't had that problem where you've got three or four copies of the same game because yeah. you've run into that um i'd say that's a personal problem <laughs> that's a control problem on your it's side. a shelf problem that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> um so i don't i don't i don't know i i can see it where i can see it from both sides where like you keep like I sent you that Kickstarter last week, right? Hey, there's a new cities. <laughs> More of those city games are being kickstarted, right? Um, it's like no comment. Yeah, so you feel compelled that you got to buy them all the time, but um, I, I don't. I suppose there is a cash grab part from the company from people like you, uh, collectors that want everything. Um, I I do tend to do that. Um, thankfully I think I've, well, I haven't completely bitten that because like with Nemesis is a great example. I fell in love with the game the first time I played it and we immediately went back to, you know, later that week and played it again. It's like, and then I bought lockdown and then I, I went and I bought, it's like, okay, I bought lockdown. I've got it in my hand. Why am I looking for the original game? I really don't need it, you know, oh, yes, but I want it, but I want it. <laughs> yes. You know, so the the second game plays very much like the first. It's just an it's a different map. It's got a few dish additional things to it, 
but it's still essentially the same game. Why do I need to have the first one? Well, because I want it. I really love it. You know, um, really enjoyed it. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily a cash grab. I mean, all these companies want to make money, but I do think that it's good to keep some of these things uh, refreshed because someone that comes in too, like I've got a game that like Orleans, right. Or Orleans or however you want to say that. Yeah. Um, When I first saw that game and to me, that game looks dated, you know, it's just like, it's kind of ugly. It's got that Euro look. It it does. And now I've got a bunch of upgrades for it and it looks better. Um, And I think, having that game maybe get a reprint could maybe help it and maybe, but again, that Euro look is probably what attracts those types of gamers to that game. Yeah. But like, I love that. It intrigued me, but I would have never bought that game. Had I not had someone pull it out and basically say, here's what we're playing. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah. It's like, we tend to judge games based on prior experiences. And we talked about this, like, like most people, they would have no interest in Azul, right? It's right. Like, I was one tiles and, you know, the building like a Moorish, you know, decoration in a Moorish castle for the King or yeah. Prince or whatever it is. What? No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought the same thing. I looked at the, the cover. I was like, ugh. I flipped it over and read the back. I was like, ooh, this is stupid. And I put it back. And then I kept going back to it. It's like, why do people keep talking about this game? Mm-hmm. The box is horrible. This, the description sounds stupid and boring. The game's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, it has that hook. But, yeah. you know, why not, why not release it and update, modernize a little bit to maybe attract some new people to the game and realize, man, this is a great game. And, you know, sometimes the games change like their IP because maybe they were built on something like, you know, um, since this is an easy example uh, to prove my point, I'll say like Robotech. So like Robotech is owned by FASA and there was like a bunch of board game companies that lost the IP to it. So it's like, you know, if you at that point you can't sell that old that game anymore, right? right? Because you no longer own the rights to it, and you know they have to essentially reskin the game with something else. And you know, at that point, it's 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 out of necessity to keep that game alive if they're looking to do it. Like like there's a game from uh, Fantasy Flight that a lot of people love called Forbidden Stars. And uh-huh. um, yeah, they lost the IP to it because um, it was a, what Warhammer, and, uh, and there's a couple others like uh, Death Angel and stuff. And uh, yeah, they don't have th- that anymore, and those games are gone, never to be seen again. Yeah. But you know, if they if they get redone in a different form, then they get to live on uh, forever. Actually, there was uh, was it Fantasy Flight? They redid Dune. So, you know, based off the Frank Herbert books, they they redid it as, uh, I think, in the Twilight uh, Imperium universe. I don't remember the something Rex or something like that. But anyway, uh, 
you know, so there are ways that, you know, games can be rebuilt, you know, under a different skin, essentially, just because out of necessity, because they lost an IP. But uh, another thing I wanted to mention is, you know, we talked about enhanced editions, right? So Castles of Burgundy, prime example, right? There was the original, actually, I, th- I want to say there's four releases. So there was original German release, which I got, because mine says Die Bergen, Die Von Bergen um, on it. Then there's the release that came out a little bit later that's got like the English on it. So that was, we can say that almost counts as the same because the, the games are essentially the same. And then the anniversary edition came out, which did make some changes. And Aaliyah has released a bunch of uh, anniversary editions. Like I've got, uh, oh, what's that one game? Something Dragon. I, I'm drawing a blank. It's it's late. I'm tired. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm starting to fade here, but I, I, can't, yeah. I can't remember the name. Oh something dragon anyway so there's that game so you know they came out slightly improved and they have all the expansions in it but it's exactly the same game and it's like i've i bought the new version of uh, the dragon game and you know it's why because it's the new version. It has all the expansions built into it. I don't have to <laughs> seek them out in my <laughs> completion. That, that can be nice. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, so enhanced editions, deluxe editions, they, they do kind of make sense. And I've gotten caught up in that quite a bit. And then lastly, there haven't been a lot of games that have used this, I'll call it tactic, and that's upgrade packs. And I wish more companies would do that. And I know financially it might not make sense uh, to do that, right? Because it costs money. But what do you think about, like, for example, uh, it's probably not the best example, but it illustrates the point. And that's like, let's say original Castles of Burgundy. If you had that version, if Aaliyah came out or Ravensburger came out with uh, anniversary upgrade pack where you could upgrade your original version with several of the enhancements of the anniversary edition. Like, do you I've, think that that's worth it? Like you spend 15, 20 bucks on a little pack to upgrade your stuff. Kind of like what you do with your uh, meeple source. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Uh, versus Dude, meeple source is my pal, man. Yeah. They're my buddies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got them on speed dial. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're like, hey, Mark, you're our number one customer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, valued customer. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, for some of these, I-, I wish that there would be, like, upgrade packs. You know, components and maybe cards and stuff like that, just so that you can upgrade your original version with let's say like the second printing, especially if there's like printing errors on cards or, or like just various things that need to be addressed. Like, um, 
I know sometimes companies have like stickers, right? To, if there's a printing error on a board, so you just put yeah. a sticker and you correct it. And maybe there's like a misprint on two or three cards. They'll, you know, they'll come out with, um, you know, like replacement cards. Like that. But I wish more companies would do just upgrade packs so that we don't have to buy a whole new game. Now, that can be tough, right? Especially if it's a smaller company smaller publisher you know because it's basically printing something that you don't know how many people are going to get it and it's tying up resources and money and it's finite if it's a hasbro or something you know maybe they could you know eat the costs of doing that a little bit better than a small company but then again they probably wouldn't care Right, because they'll be yeah, like, yeah. If you want it, just buy the new game. Mass mass production does not care. Yeah, not, not the e- company exactly. like that. It's going to be your smaller companies that care. Mm-hmm. So, but there's some situations like, let's say, like using the Castles of Burgundy thing again, like in the anniversary edition. You know, they redid all the colors, right, to try to improve them somewhat off of the original release. Right. So if everything's a different color, you know that's kind of like every everything in the box so it's like then you really can't you can't uh you you can't do that in an upgrade pack but yeah when the the scent uh 2.0 came out they actually had an upgrade pack to upgrade the original descent to kind of 2.0 it was a small little box i picked that up and then i bought 2.0 after that yeah so it was kind of redundant but uh, but yeah yeah I was, I was just wondering on what some of your see, thoughts people, were. See, on that. you're you're part of the problem. I am you're talking about cash grab, but you give them your money every time they release something. It's not a cash grab if I'm like willingly saying take my money. <laughs> no, but I just look at it now, like like nowadays, looking back at my behavior, my purchasing habits from like. <laughs> five six seven eight years ago it's like i just look back and i go like what was i thinking <laughs> well i know what i was thinking but i but still it's like why do must I do have that? it now yeah yeah especially um especially if you do the rounds at a game store like i used to go to like a couple of game stores kind of like you know i had nothing to do in the afternoon or i'm driving by it's like yeah let me stop by and just walk around and look it's therapeutic. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what I mean? It's like you're walking through the stacks and, uh, you know, kind of like you pick up a box, you flip it around, look at the back of it. Oh, yeah, this looks pretty cool. And, you know, you do that a couple of times, you pick up the same game and uh, yep. and then it comes home with you. Or the even worse, more horrific thing that can happen is that, you know, you look at a game. Like you go over to your friendly neighborhood gaming store and you're, you know, you look at the box and you're like, oh, no, I'm not going to get this. <laughs> and then you go back like three days later and like, I'm going to get that. And it's not there. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. Somebody bought it. Yeah. It was probably me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, somebody bought it and now you don't know when you're going to get get it back. It's like, like Flamecraft, right? That was a game that I I saw at the store, and then it's like I didn't see it again for almost a year. 
and uh, you know, it's sort of like you wish you had it, and but whatever. <laughs> anyway, so enough of that. Um, then last thing I wanted to mention is, and you kind of like did a spoiler of this. Oh, did I? Yeah. And uh, I titled this in our show notes, Oops, I Did It Again. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So Queen Games fired up their City Collection Kickstarter today. Oh. <laughs> and and I, I know when, when you sent me that thing, that the, uh, the two new games that were coming out, which uh, so this is, uh, I think, uh, seven and eight. Games seven and eight in the Stefan Feld City Collection. It's Nassau and Kathmandu. These are the two, and they're brand new. Uh, so they're brand new games. They're not. Uh, oh well, then, that, then you can, that's you can justify it then. Yes, absolutely. Eh? So, <laughs> I I remember when you sent me that thing. I didn't know that they were coming out. Well, I knew that they had more in, in the works, but it was always like in the future. <laughs> not right now. And you send me that thing and I'm like, oh man. We'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't even like look. I did not even like research the games, what they were about or anything like that. I knew they were coming and I was kind of dreading it. And then I got the email this morning. Queen Games launched new Stefan Feld City Collection. And uh I just went on the site and I just backed it because <laughs> I'm, I'm six games deep into this thing and it's like, dude, it's, it's 797% funded. Oh yeah. <laughs> Already. It's, yeah. Got 22 days to go. <laughs> yeah. It's uh yeah. They're almost at 200,000. 753 backers i'm one of them <laughs> and 22 days to go as well so um so and i was thinking about this and i'm like man it's it's like i almost don't like the situation that i'm in but it's not stopping me from backing it where so like here's the thing and i know i've talked Whoa. about this before what <laughs> did you go you go all in on the Stefan Feld City Collection Deluxe Bundle? Um, maybe. I don't know. That's the big boy. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is. Uh, That's a. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's a doozy. But uh, so with all of these games, they come up with the regular air quote edition and then there's the deluxe edition. So I'm at like, I'll say a quandary. Um, Man, look at me. Conundrum and quandary in the same episode. I'm just like Mr. I'm Mr. Wordologist here. (laughs) Anyway, so I have six of the series of eight so far, and they're all the deluxe. I can't just get the regular editions. It's like, not that I'm collecting them, but it's like, it's just like a matter of, of stupid principle. It's like, I feel compelled 
to keep going and getting the rest of them and uh and at the same level and i gotta say one thing they annoyed me a little bit with the last one so originally they had um these really nice inserts uh as part of the deluxe kits you know they were like the the molded inserts that fit everything really nice although they could have done a better job telling you where everything goes so you have Mm. to kind of like figure out where where to put things but Last time they came up with this uh, eco-friendly uh, storage solution, which is basically a bunch of boxes with these, like they're like small boxes. So you take your yeah. components and then there's like a small, let's say four by six box. And you have maybe like a couple of these and then you put in little dividers in there. So you punch out these cardboard pieces and you build a d- bunch of dividers and, um, and you store all your components in there. It's like, I don't think I like that as much as the inserts. And, you know, they're trying to label it as an eco-friendly. It's, if you're looking at the, if you're looking at the campaign, you'll see it in there. Like they had, I see it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a bunch of little boxes that kind of fit in there. And, uh, you know, they're trying to label it as like a plus, but I don't know. I really like the, um, the regular inserts with the covers, you know, kind of like um, Castles of Burgundy has. Right. And, uh, you know, those things have their own problems <laughs> because none of these companies seem to tell you where to put stuff. They design these inserts and then it's like a mystery of where to put all these different pieces. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of disappointed to see this eco-friendly storage solution still. Um, yeah. Just because... It's uh, it's not as nice as, it's kind of a pain as the uh, much more of a pain than the inserts. But yeah, I just thought I'd mention that. Uh, yeah, I got suckered into another thing, and uh, yeah, I just wonder if this is going to be in typical Queen Games style, where you know we'll get these games in just a couple weeks or a couple months, which is good and bad. Because it's basically a pre-order system, and I think it, we talked about it. It says estimated delivery October 2024. Yeah, there you go. So, so they're probably just wrapping up production. Yeah. Soon. And I then, like that, though. I think that's a good idea. Like You're not waiting as long, and with these guys, you know you're going to get your game. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and there are some games like I've... Like I backed one game, I want to say over a year ago, and they're still like messing around with sending files to the printers. You know, it's like they were legitimately like not even done with the game. You know, they're still developing the game like a year later. And I don't say that's annoying, but it, uh, you know, there's sort of an expectation that you're going to get the game within a year. Do, do you know what I mean? Or am, am I kind of just in la-la land? Yeah, no, I understand what you mean. But anyway, um, yeah, so yeah, Queen Games did it to me again. And they they forced me to give my money based on just sending me an email. How... <laughs> I'm apparently easily, easily <laughs> coerced. Yeah, swayed and stuff. But, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So 
Yeah, I just want to mention that. And that's about it. That's about it for episode 66. Do you have anything else uh, we do before nope. we call it? Nope. My dinner just arrived, so it's perfect timing. Oh, awesome. Well, where's mine? Is it? Is it Does coming? Did show up yet? I, no, no. Oh, man. Well, he, he just left here, so I'm sure he's headed to your house right now. Okay. Sounds good. Your, I'll, I'll, I'll see him tomorrow. Your, your green burrito. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that's, that's what yeah. I got, Taco Bell tonight. <laughs> oh, nice. Very nice. Oh. So. But the kid was getting hungry, and I'm like, I'm not going to cook after we're done here. So. Yeah. Just get some ordered. Yeah. So what you nope. did is after you finished here, you're going to be eating, not cooking. That's right. And very so, little cleanup. You know it. Which is priceless. <laughs> Oh, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Even even though the dishwasher's easy, it's still a chore. <laughs> That's what I have a son for. <laughs> yeah. Lucky. Send him over here. <laughs> anyway. All right. So Go do Rob's dishes. <laughs> yeah, that's episode sixty-six. Um we'll catch you all in two weeks, shortly after this board game life con. Number one, 2024 Yay. edition. I'm excited. You gonna take us out? Uh, okay. I was. You always did, but all right. No, I uh, I, I, I just did. <laughs> you say we're, goodbye. Yeah, we're still new to this, oh. folks. We're still we're still new to this, folks. I'm I'm distracted by food. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am Mark. Oh, we'll see you you could have been table. You could have been eating already. <laughs>